Yeah. I mean, it's a great time to give. In fact, I just I would challenge everyone to give a Purim gift. I'm looking forward to. I, I just uh, I love it because it, it connects us with these uh, this uh, amazing thing. And now we've been talking on in in a real like what happened historically. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to step in as Christians and say, okay, let's dig in here. What does this really mean to us? Yeah. Okay. So so you say, okay, I'm not Jewish. Well, you're in the kingdom of God, so technically grafted in. Yeah, you're you may not be Jewish, but you're 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 connected as you can be. You're you're adopted. Hey, right? well, I mean, you you broke it down earlier about Jew and where that came from, and the tribe of Judah and Jesus, yeah. tribe of Judah, and we're co-heirs with Christ. So, Judah, there we are. I mean, you, you can't get any closer. I mean, I mean, you've got the blood, literally the blood, of which makes what's what is it that defines it? Isn't it the blood? Yeah, that's it. Is. it. Amen. So, and we want to celebrate the Jews this day who are celebrating uh, Purim or Purim. We just want to celebrate. But for us as Christians, the scroll of Esther is definitely a foreshadowing of the great end time spiritual war and the final victory Jesus brings, Yeshua. Esther is filled with shadows and types that point to end time prophecies. Haman or Haman perfectly symbolizes the Antichrist. If there ever was an Antichrist, good God. <laughs> the closest word in biblical Hebrew for Antichrist is Asur, which is translated as enemy. Haman is referred to as Sor four times. Just like Haman tried to annihilate the Jews of Persia, the Antichrist will try to kill every Jew and Christian. Just as Haman wasn't satisfied to only punish Mordecai, but united all 127 nations of Persia in his evil plot, the Antichrist will unite the nations to attack the people and nation of Israel and attack Christianity. This is what he'll do. So you're you're looking in the natural at something that's very, very spiritual. Esther, who prayed and trusted God with her life, she's the interceding church. Mordecai yes. is the first person called Jewish. I mean, come on, who who would that possibly represent? I know, wait, he can represent the Jews who have discovered Yeshua, Jesus, as their Messiah. Esther chapter 9 sums up Purim. It's two days on which they would celebrate in every generation by every family in every province, in every city, as if they were relieved of their enemies all over again and their lives were transformed mm. from sorrow to joy, from mourning to festivity. There should be feasting, rejoicing, sending food portions one to another, and giving gifts to the poor. Man, I love that. Amen. I love everything about that. Yeah. Perm was such a big deal that those two days in Adar, uh, the month of Adar, are compared to the holiest day of the Jewish year, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Hmm. But wait, there's probably <laughs> no two more opposite days in the Jewish calendar than Purim and Yom Kippur. I mean, come on, Yom Kippur. When we see first see Jesus in the book of Revelation, he's wearing the robes that the high priest wears on the Day of Atonement. For Christians, Jesus took our judgment on himself. We plead for salvation for the lost. We wear white because one day we too will die. So at Yom Kippur, the Jews are pleading for mercy from judgment. They dress in all white as if they were dead. They fast from food and drink and lots of other physical pleasures and instead devote themselves to prayer and repentance in hopes that God will write their names in the book of life and rescue them from death. Yom Kippur is one of the most significant feasts because it gives us insight into the end times, mm-hmm. including the second coming and final judgment. I mean, it's you just, you're reading Revelation on Yom Kippur. I mean, good gosh. Yom Kippur is one day each year when the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies, he'd go through the veil or curtain that separated the holiest of places from the rest of the temple. The veil 
represented the separation between God and man due to man's sin. And that veil represented Jesus. So when he died on the cross for sin, which separated us from God, the veil of his body was torn. Mm -hmm. Now, the most important realization you will ever have is that you can't do anything to fix yourself. You have to stop. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Ask him to save you from yourself, from your sin. That's the only atonement for sin that otherwise will lead all of us to judgment, death, and hell. And that veil is gone. Amen. The veil is gone. Ain't nobody going to hang it up again. The Day of Atonement is what we call the end times judgment day. One day we'll stand before God and he will ask, did you do justly? Did you love mercy? Did you walk humbly with me, Mm. Jesus? Yeshua. But there's one more question. That is infinitely more important because the life and death of each of us hang on it. The question is, do I know you? Do you know me? Everyone, Jew and Gentile, needs Yeshua, Jesus, if they are to know peace at the final judgment. We can't become right with God, righteous, from what we do or even obedience to the law. Righteousness comes by faith. Trusting in Jesus to be in charge or resting in confidence. The resting is encountering Christ intimately, becoming one with him and his will. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul says, Don't let any man judge you in respect to holy days, new moons, Sabbath days, which are all a shadow of things to come, for the substance is of Christ. For people without Jesus, atonement can only mean to try to make up for the wrong they did. Mm. Boy, that's a hard job. And to try to make up for not doing the right things. They're trying to atone for disobedience and for the lack of obedience. That's like an ever-ending day. That's like 2 million 40 hours. Judgment Day came when Yeshua Jesus came for us at Passover. Justice was served to him for us through a sacrificial offering for our sins. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. A Yom Kippur, the high priest, would be covered in blood from making the sacrifice. Then he went to the Holy Holies to pour the blood on the mercy seat, the caporet, which means to purge, to atone, expiate, to propitiate. All those big fancy words. <laughs> relates back to the word Kippur, <laughs> Yom Kippur. In the Torah in Hebrew, Yom Kippur is written in the plural, Yom HaKippurim, the Day of Atonements. Why? The Day of Atonement is a national atonement. It's not for individuals. You don't bring a sacrifice for your sins. It's not a singular atonement. It's plural. It's for everyone. Yom Kippurim has a second meaning. More than just multiple atonements, it also means a day like Purim. So what's a day like Purim like? Well, coming up next, well, we've talked a lot about it. You probably can figure it out by now, but it doesn't sound anything like Yom Kippur. I mean, that's that's this totally different day. But we're going to look at it and see why God would compare these two days and what that means to be the bride of Christ. And, uh, and um, we're just going to walk through this day for another little bit for a couple more parts of teaching and and uh as we do that i just want to thank so many of you for making your calls for giving and for your calling and your support and we we need that support at 770-781-9150 770-781-9150 you can go and give on victory.radio as i mentioned so many gifts including a ten thousand dollar anonymous gift that just came in and uh, your gifts will make a difference. Help mm-hmm. us uh, come to this short fall and make it get rid of the short in the fall. That's right. Get rid of the short in the fall. And help us to take the steps necessary to uh, get past the shoes and the concert and the Victory Partner Days and uh, begin into the spring. 
Yeah, the, the gifts that have come already this morning. Uh, we're so grateful. The anonymous gift you just mentioned, the big one, 10000 but we've had we've had anonymous gifts of, of 2000 We've had people increase their monthly giving. We've had people give $40. We had the unique creative gift of uh, the 91.5. That's in, right, $910.50. Yeah, I love all of those things. Uh, but, you know, as we cross over, which we're a little bit past now, the top of the hour, you know, one of the things that we get to do is we get to come in prayer every hour, no matter what's going on. And Father, we come to you this morning and we are thankful. And as we go through this celebration of Purim and, and all that you brought your people through, even in that last moment where they didn't know where it was gonna come from, you were right there. You were orchestrating behind the scenes, making it happen to your glory, that your people were saved. It started with intercession. It started with fasting. And, and Lord, we, we come to you with our, our prayer today of, of thanksgiving, of, of being so grateful for the people that you've put in the life of the F Victory family today that, that are being urged upon to, to give or to intercede or stand in the gap, Lord. You see the end from the beginning. Lord, we don't, we're glad we don't have to have that burden of knowing how things are going to end, but that we get to rely solely on you that we get to rest in your presence and through the Holy Ghost and, and through what your son did on the cross, we get to be your family. You chose us, you adopted us as joint heirs with your son. And so we celebrate in unity today, your sovereignty, your protection. We celebrate that you are our champion, that you are our father. And as we go through our day, Lord, we speak life, over each encounter, we speak joy and strength. In Jesus' name, amen.